Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's show is brought to you by the month October. Because lately everything seems to have Tober at the end of it. And I can only assume that the month October is paying money to have this done. October. Available now on a calendar near you. I'm Jason. What's up? I'm KJ. And in this episode, we begin, as we do sometimes, with our Week in Review. Next, we'll get into what's trending now. And then KJ will try to redeem her recommendation reputation while I talk about stupid movies that made me laugh. And hey, if you're into games, join us when we play Do We Have a Guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Welcome to Schlocktober! In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So I kind of know what you're going to say here, but what is up this week? Yeah, you know, I, it's been a rough week, as I'm sure it has. Yeah, not good. No, for, for everyone, you know, all across the nation, but even all across the world. I guess grieving in the wake of the horrific and unimaginable, it's unimaginable to me, tragedy in Las Vegas. And then the Tom Petty passing, it's just been a, it's been a a rough week. And I don't want to dwell on it because really, what am Mm -hmm. I going to say? But let's be honest, this is, you know, this is a podcast about nonsense. So nobody's listening to us for anything really sensible, but you know. Most of the time you're correct. Yeah. But I did, if I wanted to acknowledge it because even though we're not that type of a podcast, it's been in my thoughts all week. And yeah, I don't think there, there's anyone out there that hasn't struggled with it or mourned or grieved or whatever, whatever you want to say. It just feels right. wrong to me to not say anything. Um, it's, just, it's just awful. I mean, what do you, I just don't know what's happening to us as a society. It just, you know what it does? It makes, I do know, I don't know what's happening to us, our world, etc. But mm-hmm. I do know that it makes, it makes you take a step back and, and realize that, that each day, as ordinary as the day might be, like it was for those concert, concert goers, you know, they were excited, yep. just like I was a week ago or two weeks ago to go to Nashville for the concert that I went to, the outdoor, yep. they were excited for some outdoor music and, you know, just the... Just to realize that each day, even though it's ordinary, is actually extraordinary and and try to appreciate that in every day. And I think you and I texted back and forth. I think mm-hmm. on Monday morning when I found out about it, I just texted you something like, I don't even know what to say anymore or whatever. And you and I texted back and forth and you kind of said the same thing. Just don't take anyone or anything for granted. Right. And, you know, and just love one another. As a step, as a yeah, as a starting step. How about that? How about be nicer to each other? I don't know. Yes, absolutely. I, don't take anything for granted or anyone because here's the thing: it could be something like this horrific, you know, awful thing that this one person did that 
destroyed a lot of people's lives, or it could be, you know, a natural disaster like we've seen in the last few weeks, a lot of, or it could just be something more quote unquote routine, like a car accident or anything, or like a heart attack. I mean, people are there one minute and then they're gone the next. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's and you can't live in fear of, oh, no, when am I going to die or am I going to lose this person? Because that's that's a terrible way to go, too. But you have to just enjoy every moment and appreciate every moment and look at the people around you and the people that you love and honestly try to love everyone that you come into contact with. Uh, and just don't take anything for granted. Don't yeah. take don't take anything or anyone for granted. And it's I say this because I'm speaking to myself mainly because it is easy to do. When, like you said, most days, just like, quote unquote, an ordinary day. Right. Yeah. It's those ordinary days that make life awesome so often. Mm -hmm. And it's the people that you're going through it with. And so my my thoughts this week are just don't take anything for granted and tell the people around you that you love them and show it by the way you act and the way you treat people. And don't try to group people into categories and say, and make judgments about that group and say, this is this. Cause I saw the thing where this CBS lawyer who was fired vice president or something like that. She was, uh, I saw this story because she said, and rightfully so fired because she said on Twitter that she had no sympathy for the victims in the shootings in Las Vegas, because most of them were country music fans because they were at a country music festival. And therefore, since they were country music fans, that probably means they're Republicans because most country music fans are probably Republicans. And the Republicans are the ones who should be doing something about gun control and are stopping it. So therefore, I have no sympathy for those people. I, that is one of the most horrific, you know, just awful ways of viewing and, and fellow human beings that I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, so you I, know. I couldn't believe it when I read that. I said unimaginable earlier, and I say it again, because that response yes. is unimaginable. Who thinks yeah. that way? Or who who doesn't have sympathy for the people that lost their lives and their families? Yes. I, it, it comes down to this for me of people who continue to try to group people together and make yes. judgments about those groups of people and categorizing people. And we've talked about this, and I've ranted about this oh, many, yeah. many times before. You cannot do that. It dehumanizes people when you put them in a group and say, okay, this group is, you know, predisposed to be kind of this direction or like this or, you know, like these things or act this way. So therefore, all of them are because, you know, they're they all look alike or sound alike or Mm -hmm. maybe have one or two things in common. So therefore, we're going to categorize and put them all in this one group together and make a judgment about that group. That is wrong. That is so wrong on every level. That is the root of racism, sexism, homophobia. All of that comes from grouping and categorizing people together and saying, just because you associate with this other person in one particular way, you must be like them in every single way. And so therefore, I can make a judgment about you without ever knowing you. And that allows me to dehumanize you and not look at you as another human being, another person, but as just part of a group. And therefore, I don't have to care about you anymore. And that is wrong. She basically, again, politicized this this horrible tragedy. And that's happening all over, Mm -hmm. you know, just, again, making people, dehumanizing people. And on a much lesser, like, horrific scale, it's it's the basis behind what Cam Newton did this week of saying, because she's female, she didn't know anything about running routes in football. Mm-hmm. It's the same grouping people together. Anytime you have to take, anytime you're going to make a statement is, because this, and you take a group of people 
uh, a subset of human beings that are similar in one way, and you make a statement that is about that group of people saying this is the way they are, that's wrong. Yes. Because not all people are individual and unique, and just because they are a certain race or, uh, you know, sex, whatever, people are all different. And to to make any kind of blanket statement across a group, I mean, there are stereotypes and all that kind of stuff, and that that's wrong to just assume about another human being that they are a certain way without having spent any time whatsoever talking to them and getting to know them. Yes, well said. I, I agree. And you know what? It's it it even it's hard to do. It's hard not to do at at times. I mean, even this isn't as serious, but you hear people saying stuff like, "Oh, all Yankees fans are blah blah blah." Same thing. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's even the same though thing. it's supposed to be, it's lighter. It's a lighter subject. It's still the Here's same the idea. Right. Here's the thing: when you start to do that with little things, it's easier to step into and do that with bigger things. Exactly. Like you say, well, all Boston fans, you know, are jerks or, you know, they, mm-hmm. they act a certain way because they're, you know, bragging about their team. They won't shut up about their team. So therefore they live there in Massachusetts. So maybe everyone in Massachusetts is a jerk. And therefore, since that's in the northeast part of the country, all of them are jerks. And most of them say probably mainly Democrats. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, categorize and and further divide everybody so therefore they're idiots and they're you know for gun control they're going to take my guns and you know they're going to come down here into the south and do something to us awful so and they were from the north so then we're going to spread it out and say all north people suck yep it's a snowball effect yes so you can't i mean like you said it's in good fun to say you know you're a yankees fan i'm gonna i'm gonna hate you that's Mm -hmm. that's i'm gonna sports hate you Yes. And, you know, that's fun yeah. sometimes to go. And it's not I don't even want to say, hey, I'm going to, you know, we're going to get into an argument about sports. You you have to be careful not to let that go into your way of thinking subconsciously on a daily basis so that you start viewing people based on one particular thing or one particular way thing they choose to associate with. Yes. You have to be yeah. careful of that. And yeah, it's because it sneaks up on you. Yeah. I mean, I told you that I'm over it now. but when after this election, I had a hard mm-hmm. time speaking with anybody that I knew voted the other way, the way that against me for a while, because I yes. was so angry. Yes. I, but I do I, understand, I understand that. there's a lot of reasons that people voted for yes. Trump. Um, yes. So anyway. There are people who held their nose and that hate him and, and now realize, uh-oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. That voted for him because of one particular issue. And a lot of that, the people that I know that did, a lot of that is, well, he's going to nominate Supreme Court justices yes. that are more aligned with my opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you have to factor in who's the best leader for the country. Exactly, yeah. So anyway, it, it, we're all guilty of it, but it, it's really oh, yes. a bad hole to it's go so down. It's so easy to do. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, that's why, that's why I think it's important to call it out because it's easy to it, slip into it. It just gets worse and worse and worse unless you realize it and recognize it and point it out and call it out and say you can't divide people into categories and dehumanize them. Yeah. And can I just say that you it's not just us being soft in our new culture where we we are oh, no. too sensitive and too PC, which is what I'm seeing all over the Internet is that, you know, that's just too PC. It needs to go back to the old days. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah, the snowflake stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's all. That's all the easy way out. Yes. 
that's the easy way out. And that's also, again, grouping people up and saying anybody who disagrees with me is too soft and is yeah. a snowflake. Yeah. That is, that's, that's ridiculous. Because you know what's the hardest thing to do in the world and the toughest thing you can do is love somebody. Yeah. Love someone who doesn't love you back. Love someone who who may hate you because of some choice you made in your life to live or how who hate you because you were born with a certain color of skin or born a certain sex. It's it's <laughs> that's hard. It's hard to love people that don't love you back. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. That's the t- that's tough. That's much tougher than say in Snowflake. That's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that I just wanted to bring it up because I felt like. It needed to. Yes. It's just something that I personally needed to talk about because I am struggling. It's it's horrific. Yeah, I, and I, I'm glad we were able to text back and forth this week about it because it, it let me kind of get how I feel about it out as well as we were kind of going back and forth. And I think I want to just say that we can't be fearful of stuff because we need to get and live and be you know responsible and love each other, but. But live every day, I think, yeah. is what it reminds me to do. And it's because you never know what's going to happen. Yep. And, and that's tough, too, especially after after what what yes. happened. And those people that were at that concert, I saw they were there was another concert last night. I don't I think it was in Las Vegas. And I don't mm. even know who it was, but somebody came on who was uh, whoever was performing said some of the people that were at the concert Sunday night are here tonight. And that's the way you need to live. And, um, yeah, that's, that's tough for me. You know, I couldn't help but oh, think tough, about yeah. my Nashville concert that happened two weeks ago when I, oh, absolutely. because it was the same outdoor setting type of thing, except for it was out in the middle of nowhere. There was no hotels surrounding it and buildings, but you know, you just think about that. And my mom actually emailed me and, and said, you know, this, this is where you were two weeks ago. And you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, you can't live that way in fear, but it's hard not to think, you know, I'm just going to stay home. It's hard. I think about, you know, yeah. as a culture now, I agree. every time I go to a sporting event or something, all I think about is, yeah, we have to get our bags checked, but it's so easy. It would be so easy to get something past these detectors. Yeah. If you took some time and yeah. effort and put it into it. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't like thinking that tough. way, but that's the world we live in now. Yeah. And here's the thing. We're all going to die someday. Yeah, I know it, but I would, I, and I, and obviously, I want to be here for my kids and my wife and my friends to help people, you know, and to live a long life and be around a while. But I would rather enjoy it and do it and actually live now than and and be and have a few years let cut off than you know cloister myself away. And be so safe that what's the point? Yeah. I agree. I agree. And that's tough for me to say because normally I want to be a hermit and lock myself away and never talk to people. Because I think as we've said many times before and we've seen on Twitter this week, people are sometimes idiots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, let me take that back. All people are idiots in their own way, just like all people are geniuses in their own way. And we don't always, you know, treat each other the right way, myself included. And so it becomes some days you just have to say everyone's an idiot and everyone sucks. And it's, it's just, it's just a way of coping with people don't always do what they should do. They don't always do the right thing, make the right choices, even for their own selves. And that's, you know, 
me included, I will speak to myself first and say, I don't always make the best choices for myself or for people around me. Oh, well, so you definitely could throw me into that category. Yeah, it's just it's just part of being human sometimes is we make mistakes and sometimes we choose things that are wrong and sometimes knowingly, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just this human nature thing that we tend to fall into. And I think everybody is guilty of at some point in their life to some degree. And so it, it makes it tough sometimes when those poor choices or accidental, cho- accidental poor choices will, you know, inconvenience or make things tougher for someone else or the way we react to things. It's hard when someone comes at you with strong criticism or unfounded, just screaming and yelling, mm-hmm. calling yep. you an idiot to not respond in kind. It's, it's very difficult. And I think that is what I'm trying to work on is when someone comes at me with hate, just not send it right back to them. Just either just take it and just be like, okay, I can I can vent this out another way or just, you know, just let it go. Yeah. Just the um, just let some stuff go. I try to do the, you know, kill them with kindness. Yeah. Or that's, just that's ignore tough. it. It's really hard to just ignore, but that's what I usually yeah. end up doing. Well, I usually end up ignoring it and then well, it depends. ranting it, on a podcast right. or to to Jason's wife. It depends on the situation. I don't ignore it if someone's talking right to my face, but if it's like on there the internet yeah. or something, I'm just ignoring it most yeah, of the, the time. The, the problem is we have gotten too much unfiltered access to too many random people that don't know each other all at once on the internet, and it has worked out just like expected where – People don't have any kind of relationship. We, I think we talked about this last week or week before where when you don't have a relationship at all with anyone and you start getting on them or criticizing them or doing something, right. what do yeah. you expect yeah. to happen? They're going to take that the wrong way. Nobody wants to hear bad news from e- even people that they know close. But what, if you have a close personal relationship with someone, it is much easier to hear bad news from them or hear criticism because you know somewhere in there they are trying to help you. Yeah, there's a mutual trust there. Yeah, if even if someone, some random stranger on the internet is trying to give you advice and maybe they're not doing it in the best you know, possible way they could, it's not going to come across that way if you don't have a relationship. And the internet is a giant mess of connection of people who don't have personal relationships with each other. And it can, so much can be taken out of context or taken the wrong way because it's, when you're when you're sending text like an email or a tweet, there's no you can't always tell the intent. Yeah, the tone. There's it's there's no down, tone yeah. in there. Yeah. Yes. And um, you know, mix in a little an- anonymity. Easy for me to say. Yes. And then that is that is also a problem. Yeah. yeah. You you should if you think Twitter is bad, you should play like online video games where people don't have to use real names to sign in, and there's voice chat. Oh, no. It is a horrific tapestry of racism and sexism and just awful, awful. It's often preteens, like 8 to 12-year-olds and teenagers, but sometimes it's older people, too. And most of them are, you know, male, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it just that's just what that are just yelling obscenities and yelling the most horrific, awful stuff that you could ever imagine in your life at other human beings. It's awful. Well, it's to the point of where you I don't want my kids to play online video games with any kind of voice chat because it's just it's terrible. And, and that is our society a lot of times. Yeah. Any any desire I had to do that 
is now washed away to play video games with voice chat yeah. uh, with um, you know what I, strangers online. Yeah. You know what I love about that, though, is every now and then if you get a good group of people, it's awesome because you work as a team. And I enjoy the teamwork oh, aspect sure. of that. And honestly, that's why I play video games. I play video games, online video games, for the teamwork of and the camaraderie of playing with other people, even strangers that you don't know. You know, you kind of get to know them because you know their username and, or you, you know, play with them a few times. And it's awesome and it's fun when it works together. It's it's like, you know, it's it's the old saying, you know, I love it when a plan comes together. It's when the A-team gets the together. The A-team. And, yeah. It's, it's awesome to work out something in real time, whether you're solving a puzzle or you're competing against another team of people or you're competing against, you know, computer AI, that kind of stuff. It's awesome when you can solve things together with people, you know, that you don't really know other than, you know, just their voice on the Internet. The problem is that is rare, and here's a, here's where I'm going to do what I said don't do and categorize people. It's so often people on the internet are awful to each other. Yep. That it's hard to it's hard to get past that. And but once you get past that layer of jerkness, you can really find people. It's you can build relationships with people and find people that you get along with. It and it's sort of like we have a community on Twitter around people who listen to this show or listen, started listening to Tony's show. Um, yep. It's, we've gotten to know those people. And honestly, that community is the best part of this whole thing now. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, that's was what I was saying last week about um, me thinking that all littles are like that, but not necessarily. That um, is true. As we've witnessed. Yeah. As we witnessed. But, but uh, you know, but all this, what do we call it a couple weeks ago? The spittles? The spittles, yes. <laughs> all the spittles are awesome. All the spittles are awesome. Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> I put myself in the non-awesome category, so I'm part of that. Yeah, throw me in there, too. Yeah, why not? Let's group everybody up and divide them out and categorize them and then label everybody. How about that? Uh, sounds that good That always to me. works. Yeah. In these days and times, people need to know what's trending, 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 what's trending now. Hashtag tic tac toe, pound sign, flashback, throwback, favorites in top five. Now trending back on Twitter from Instagram Was Garoppolo hacked by some local scam Nikki and Remy Ma battling verse Richard Simmons missing and Jurassic giving birth Whether it's intentional or maybe a wolf Now Arium fosters out fighting some wolves Maybe some pain that no one clicks on Or hashtags for days like your awesome calls Hey BBC News work from home dude Go ahead take a bow You watch trending now You mentioned earlier, talking about what's trending, this is hot off the presses, mm-hmm. Cam Newton's um, statement to the female reporter that it's funny when females talk about routes. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, you know what? You, you remember last week when we discussed in Minnesota Nice, and actually wasn't it Jen Babish who tweeted, this week's Minnesota Nice is brought to you by Minnesota Anger. Yeah. Uh, this was um, about, you know, when I was talking last week about the person that posted about Liz Clark and how he doesn't need Liz Clark to tell him about NFL, maybe knitting classes yep. and whatever. And you just can't, you can't do it. Just dude, you cannot. No, you can't. And, but then no. you know what? Luke Overby, he tweeted us and he said, uh-huh. um, let me find it. So young stat man who is one year older since our last podcast, but yeah. still not stat man yet. Still stat young man. Still stat young man. Mm-hmm. So yes, stat young man, young stat man. Mm-hmm. However, we, we've we've interchanged that. We'll, um, we'll let him decide. He can decide. We'll, he, 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 he can make the call on that. Um, at Luke Overby had this to say after our last week's episode. Personally, mm-hmm. I think Judo Fuse's voice is whiny. I don't need my Speaking of Tangents host to be charming. At least not That's for funny. fashion insight. Maybe he'd be okay if he stuck to football or other manly things. <laughs> That's very clever. And then he came back and said, um, Cam Newton tells me it's funny. What did he say? I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember that exact quote, quote. But anyway, he was making a joke about Cam Newton and his unfortunate choice of words. Oh, he said it's funny. Cam Newton tells me it's funny when Jason talks about fashion. Yes. Which is also very funny. And I, um, my response to that was, you know, ask Cam if he's still dressed like a cartoon supervillain. Which <laughs> I, maybe, maybe people think he's fashionable. I think it's ridiculous. I put it in the category of Westbrook and Dwayne Wade and your boy. Yeah. Which, is, which we've determined now are not capris, but what? Man prees. I, and I don't know what's worse, the <laughs> the actual look or the term for that. Well, John Fitzpatrick agrees with you because he said at Fitz John P, only thing worse than wearing them would be calling them that. <laughs> yes. And then Michelle Miller at ER Nurse MEM said they look kind of like short sweatpants. And then she said what I yes. said was nice legs, though. So, you know, if you got the legs, why not show them off? No. I got nice legs. I ain't wearing those pants. <laughs> and then, ain't no way. Once we're done talking about this fashion <laughs> stuff, we will go back to the Cam Newton. But I have to read what Mike in Burke, Virginia, tweeted uh, at okay. Burke E A N Beer B E E R. I have no particular reaction to this. This is about the man breeze. I have no particular reaction to this, as I will never want to, nor be asked to, nor be expected to, wear anything like that. That's a good point. Well, that was my point, actually, <laughs> as I had no particular reaction to Justin wearing man prees. Um, but you seem to, and John Fitzpatrick, and many others. So It's just not a good look for anybody. I guess I'm not fashionable. Actually, I do. I guess I'm I, not either. I know that about myself. I'm not fashionable. Yeah. I wear the same color, the same, the same basic clothes every day. I just have a closet full of the same thing. So what do I know? But hey, look, I just noticed recently though, since we've been, since it's been brought up again, that he's got some crazy looking tattoos on his leg too. What is that? 
What well, is that a tattoo? You saw it up close. What is that tattoo? You know, it. I saw it up close, but I still couldn't make it out. It kind of looked like a cross, but then it also looked like the Tennessee Titans logo, which I know That's it is. That's what I thought. It isn't, though. It was the it Tennessee Titans. I mean, I know he he's from Tennessee? from Tennessee, but he's yeah. never come out and said he yeah. liked Tennessee Titans. He's, he, you know, he's part owner of Memphis yeah. Grizzlies. So what? if anything, I think he would be a Memphis Grizzly tattoo if he had anything sports related. Yes, he's a part. It looks like the Tennessee a, Titans logo. It does. He's a minority um, owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, it does look like a Tennessee oh, he's like, Titans so he's tattoo. Like the, he's like the Jay-Z of, of Memphis. Well, I don't think he's anybody's agent. No, but Jay-Z owns like a part of the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, he does. I think. Or did at one point. So yeah. uh, this... I don't, I'm not a, I, I love tattoos. I'm not a big fan of ankle, calf tattoos, shin tattoos. Cause it looked like it like wrapped around his leg. It, it did wrap picture. around his leg. I don't think it went all the way around. I'll have to go back and access all my pictures. It'll give me an excuse. I'm just going to, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say he um, has the Tennessee Titans logo tattooed all around his leg. Okay. Well, it does kind of look that way, but I can't imagine that's what it is. Yeah. I, but at least he's not that's, saying, I think it's funny when, you know, women yeah, talk about, true. females talk about routes. Cam Newton, you just, what are you doing? Can't do that. You can't no. do that. I have to tell mm-hmm. you the, um, I think I've had a lot of covert sexism comments directed at me, but there was the most overt comment that I ever received happened a couple of years ago when we first moved into this house and we some, so we have a little bit of, at the end of our driveway, we have some cracked concrete and I mean, mm-hmm. we could use a new driveway. Um, and this guy drove up and he had two, two gentlemen in the, in a truck and they dropped off a flyer, basically advertising that, you know, we have, we're doing work in the area and we have excess concrete or gra- uh, concrete or asphalt, whatever the, which one of those two, Yep. And, you know, we could really give you a deal if, if you, because we're here anyway, you know, you, we'll give you a deal if you want to get your, your driveway fixed. And I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in that. Thanks. No problem. I was outside. Uh, normally I don't answer the door. So I was yeah. outside and I think I was doing yard work. And he, he said, well, you know, when, when your husband comes home, I think you should ask him. You know, and I said, no, I don't think so. I think I've made my decision here. And he said, well, you know, when the, when the person that makes these kind of decisions comes home, I think you should think about it. I think you should at least tell him. And uh, because I was, you're a woman and you can't make any decisions right. for yourself. And he actually said when, you know, the decision maker, the one that wow. brings home the bacon, he didn't say that, but that was implied, you know, as well. And I was so shocked because I'd never had anyone come right out and talk to me that way that I was, I couldn't think of what, later I certainly thought of what I wanted to say, but at the time I could only say, no, I don't think that's going to be necessary. I don't think there's going to be any change. And 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 he just kept doubling down, you know, well, let's just, just talk to him when he comes home. And I said, well, there are so many assumptions there, first of all. He didn't even yes. ask me if the husband was home. He just assumed mm-hmm. the husband wasn't home because the husband was out working at work while I'm yes. out in the garden, you know. Of course. Oh, my gosh. I was so yeah. angry. 
And I, I finally, he said, you know, well, just ask him when he comes home. I said, uh, he said, I think maybe he'll, he'll jump at this chance because it's a really good deal. And I just said to him, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's two things I have to say about this. Okay. We get a lot of people around like that that just drive by the houses and throughout in our neighborhood and just are like, hey, I got this on the back of my truck that, you know, I've got extra, you know, and I'll give it to you for the best price, you know, cheaper than you could get it. And it is usually cheap. I tend not to do that because I don't know where they got that stuff from. Right. Did they steal it? So the two things that make that I think about this guy are either he's putting the con in concrete <laughs> or he's putting the ass in asphalt. I so love that. It's, it's one or the other and possibly both. Okay, well, now that you've made a pun, we need to, okay. we need to finish this up with a pun. Because, <laughs> you know, why not start with something heavier and end with this little pun here? We started with Cam. Mm-hmm. So picture I'm driving down the highway, and you know those um, billboards that nowadays on the highway are, you know, they're digital so that they... They, what am I trying to say? They stream across. They change their messages. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, high, exit 23, high, you know, this, <laughs> that. It's a digital sign. You know what I'm talking about? You mean a digital sign, yes. Yeah, all right. And it said- Yeah, uh, I know what a digital sign is. Okay, well, I don't know how to speak technical. I mean, I don't Maybe know if it Maybe you should had- ask your husband what that's <laughs> called. <laughs> Uh, Since he makes decisions. I don't know why I give all jerks Southern accents. Well, you're lumping people into categories. (laughs) That's true. Um, I'm from the South. I see a lot of it, I guess. I guess if I lived, you know, in another part of the country where it was a particular accent. And because there are idiots everywhere, including talking to you right now. But you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. There are people that make poor decisions everywhere. I can't do that right now, Jason, because my husband's not home. Okay. Um, but anyway, the <laughs> sign said, back to the pun of, on the digital sign, it said, texting and driving, oh, sell no. No. Yes, it did. No. And if what, it wouldn't, have been, if it wouldn't have been dangerous, you know, I would have taken a picture, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, sell no. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> I terrible. La- I laughed. So did the Hall of Famer. Why would they do that? I don't know. Because some people like puns, even if they're really stupid. Yeah, but to make it part of a serious like... That's true. That's true. And honestly, that's that's probably going to make more people take pictures of it and cause more accidents. Yeah, like I said, I thought about taking a picture. They the purpose of their sign. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I know. Oh, sell no. They didn't get the message. No, no, they didn't. Okay. That's a sign that they shouldn't do that. But I'm bumped. We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Okay, so my recommendations reputation needs a spike since the last time I recommended something. I'm not even going to repeat it, but I'm going to... Yeah, I would recommend that. I'm going with a a total no-brainer here. Okay. Curb Your Enthusiasm is back. Never seen it. You have not? 
I've never seen a second of it. Oh my gosh. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've heard it's awesome. Season nine is, I think it's season nine. nine. I think that's probably why I haven't seen it is because I looked at like a couple years ago and was like season eight is out. I, that's a lot to catch up on. I feel like, you know, it may not hold up from, you know, 10 years ago or whenever it started. Well, the first episode you know, so, did. Okay, good. And if you liked Seinfeld, you love Seinfeld, right? Yes. Yes. I think Curb is funnier than Seinfeld. And it, well, I can't say that. It's, it's hard to compare the two, but they are both hilarious. Yeah, well, it comes down to me the usually if when something's on a premium cable network where they can pretty much say and do anything they want, they don't have any like FCC regulations over what yeah, they can't say yeah. and show, yep. then it's usually they have more tools in the toolbox so to speak, yes, that they can be funny with. So if they're actually, and not that that necessarily, you know, imparts humor to people, but people who are genuinely funny, like Larry David and the people on that show, mm-hmm. it gives them more freedom to roam and they can really be funnier. So sure I can see where it, does, it can be yeah. funny. And the first episode was out, I think it came out this past Sunday night. And yeah, it, it was, was it was called Foisted. And so anybody that watched it will just probably be laughing just by hearing the title of the the episode. <laughs> But I actually went back and rewatched it Monday night just to get away mm-hmm. from the Las Vegas news for a while. And, and then the, I think it was the petty news at that point in the evening. Um, yeah. But the ending to that episode was hilarious. And as my dad always said, and these, this is a dad joke, so get ready. Okay. I laughed so hard I thought my pants would never dry. That's a dad joke. It's my dad joke. That's what I haven't it's heard. my dad's okay. joke. Well, then, then it's officially a dad joke if a dad said it. So, you know, while you're waiting for that final season of Veep to come back, you, you can't go mm-hmm. wrong with catching up on Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I get that joke, actually. Good. But i tell you what I want. I'd like for you to go back and watch the very first episode of season one. Okay. And tell me if it holds up. And so if then, then I will jump in and start watching. I can do that. I have no problems going back and watching any Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. Awesome. Because if it's still, if it's still good and you're not like, ooh, this is cringeworthy. And hey, cringeworthy is funny to me, even so. I'm good with that. Okay. But just let me know because I, I would like to start watching it, but just... You see that, you know, season nine, and I'm like, oh, this is a commitment. And if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch all of them. Okay. And if anybody out there who's listening watches Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, maybe you can tell Jason if it holds up, too. Because I think the yeah. answer is a resounding yes. Cool. How about you? Do you have any recommendations or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of laughing and stuff on Twitter this week. Somebody posted a image from um, Team America. Yes. South Park guys, the puppet movie, the marionette movie. Yes. And I remember laughing at that so hard in the theater because it's just stupid stuff like that makes me laugh sometimes. You know, it catches you in the right moment, in the right mood. Yeah, you have to be in the right mood sometimes. Other times you might think that's the most you know, ridiculous thing you've ever seen, but I see what you're saying. If you watch, yeah, yeah, when I watch it back now, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. I don't know why. I mean, it's still funny to me when I watch it, but it, nothing like the very first moment. Cause I saw that at like a midnight showing after I was in, in a playing in a band and it was a different band I was playing with back then. It was just what, 10 years ago, more than that maybe. 
and we had gone after the show. We were like, hey, let's, you know, instead of going out like to Waffle House like we normally do, why don't we just go see this movie? Somebody, one of the guys, we we had watched South Park together sometimes at that point. And some, one of the guys in the band was like, hey, I heard this is funny. I was like, yeah, whatever. So we go to see it and like, you know, so it's like two in the morning by the time the movie's over. And something about it and being with those particular dudes, it was just was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life at that point. And it made me think, you know, I don't know exactly what it takes. You never know when that moment's going to hit. And you, it, I don't know exactly what it takes to, you know, to recreate it. But it reminds me, that's one of the three times in my life, top three times in my life that I've laughed as hard, that hard, like in the theater. And the other two movies it happened with are maybe even more ridiculous and dumb. And this is going to probably say something about me that I'm not sure I want to hear myself say. But uh, so it's that Team America. Okay. It's Dumb and Dumber, which I saw in a theater in college with. Jason's wife, who was then Jason's girlfriend. Okay. And one of my roommates, who's still one of my good friends, and a girl he took out on a date. And this was the last time this girl went out on a date with him because she hated that movie. I was going to say, this isn't really a date movie, is it? Oh, no. We were like, let's go see this further. So we wanted to laugh at something. Yeah. And we went to this theater where it was like in an old abandoned like strip mall. Where they had like folding chairs sit uh, like on a concrete floor, like st- flat floor was the movie theater. And it looked like they had built the theater like the, that day, like put the screen together and like a projector in the back of the room. It was the weirdest, creepiest, like, you know, you would not want, you know, I wouldn't want my kids going there, you know, by themselves at night. And we went to yeah. see this thing and somebody threw up in there, like puked and it smelled like vomit for half the movie oh, in the theater. And still, we laughed at that movie harder than that. That was like number two for me, like laughing in a theater. We couldn't. I mean, we were I thought we were going to die. We were laughing so hard. Have you watched that since? Oh, yeah. Does it hold up for you? It's actually really funny. There's some it's super stupid, obviously, and it's purposely stupid. Mm -hmm. But nothing has recaptured that moment. Yeah, of seeing yeah. it at that time in the theater. And that girl got so mad at us because we kept laughing about it. And she was just like, I don't understand why you think this is so funny. Like, the, yeah. and that was it. That was the last time he went everywhere out there. See, I think that I think movie is even funnier. Up. I think that movie is really funny. And it's dumb. It's really funny, but it's not as... I've never laughed as hard at anything, except for one other movie, than, than at, that, at that one particular time. So it was so... Memorable. Ridiculous. We, yeah. Yes. We went, we, we were over the top laughing. It was, at one point, we just started laughing at each other about how much we were laughing. Did you laugh so hard you thought your pants would never dry? No, I wasn't. No. No. So I, what's the I, third no. movie? The third and the one I laughed the hardest at in the theater. And me and my friends literally fell on the floor laughing. I fell out of my seat because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it was laying on the floor in the movie theater like sticky Coke and popcorn on the floor and still could not stop laughing is when I was a kid. I think I was like 10 or 12, maybe 13. <laughs> and we went on vacation one year and a couple of my friends went with me um, to um, like to on a beach vacation. And we went one day, we we're like, we're tired of, you know, running around playing on the beach, doing stuff, swimming in the pool. So my parents were like, oh, we'll take you to this movie. And we went to see Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. I don't even know that thought, movie. 
I thought you were going to say Rhinestone Cowboy. We've talked about that movie Cowboy. on this podcast. Well, no, we've talked about that movie on this podcast before. We also talked about that Team America one or whatever it's called, and you sent me a clip from it, and I still... <laughs> you still didn't remember. I looked at it, and I thought, this is weird deja vu, because somebody, I think it was Brendan in Jersey, did a gif for that. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, wait a minute, why in the world do I know what this is? Because I've never seen this. And then you, you told me we talked about it. So... You say you don't have a good memory, but apparently I don't have a good memory. Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone and who? Dolly? Dolly Parton. We talked about it when we talked about Dolly Parton before. Okay. It is the dumbest. It does not hold up. Do not watch this movie. It is a (laughs) terrible, terrible movie. But that is the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater at a movie before in my entire life. Seeing that when I was a kid. I might have been like uh, early teenager. I can't remember exactly when it came out. It was in the 80s sometime, mid early 80s. I We were literally rolling on the floor laughing, me and a couple of my friends. And we all thought it was the most hilarious thing. And my mom and dad were like, what the crap is wrong with you? Yeah, not- they didn't think it was <laughs> but, funny. They're like that girl of your friend, your friend's date. They're like, what in the world? But see, eventually they got to the point of where... They were laughing at us. Oh, yeah. That's and contagious. And they couldn't stop laughing either. So it was, they. oh, this girl, this this one date and out girl, was that was, no. She, it wasn't contagious for her. She was angry. Yeah. She was really mad. And she did not appreciate us laughing at her getting mad. Yeah, I'm sure she did Because we couldn't stop laughing. So, oh, it was, it was, that was it right there. There was no relationship after that. Yeah. But don't when you get the giggles, it's contagious. Like when you were talking yes. to me about how you were rolling down on the floor in the sticky, I'm picturing yes. that and I'm already laughing and I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I'm oh already laughing before you're telling. I will never, as much as I forget stuff, I will never forget that. Yeah, and that's great. It's like I can, I can in my mind, go back to it immediately in a second and I can remember exactly how we were laughing and how I felt and I could not breathe. Had to yeah, yeah. had to close my eyes and stop watching and listening to the movie yep. in order to catch my breath because I felt like I'm going to pass out from laughing. Yeah, I think we've all had that uh, where you yes. cannot you can't breathe and your rib cage hurts, and yes. uh, it's we just need more of those moments. We just need more laughter. I agree. Laughter is contagious. Yes. Have you ever had any type of moment like that in a movie theater that you can remember? <laughs> No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm watching movies at at friends' homes, I have. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so much of it. Also, depends on who you're watching the movie with. Um, Absolutely. I don't. I can't remember. Um, I'm going to think about that though, because I bet you I have. Because I've gone to mm-hmm. a lot of movies with friends, you know, in high school, particular in particular. Yep. Um, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. So I would say, Rhinestone, do not watch it. Okay. <laughs> Team America, eh, you got to be in the right frame of mind, and it's some funny parts in there, but you have to be in the mood for um, vomit jokes and very, very rough. I don't think I want vomit rough. jokes. That was the gift he sent it's, out was a vomit, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And puppets, marionettes doing ridiculous, ridiculous stuff. Okay. And Curb Your Enthusiasm definitely holds up, but I'll rewatch it for you because I don't mind. And two movies that I have seen, the most, I guess one of the funniest movies I've seen in recent years is Bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. 
Again, you have uh, to be in a certain Kristen mood. Wig one? Yes, you have to be in a certain okay. mood to, to think that's funny. I think because yeah, it can I, be completely raunchy and in the same vein, old school. Yeah. Yes, old school. I saw before I knew anything about it really, other than like Will Ferrell's in it and Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Um, Bridesmaids. I had heard a bunch about before I saw it, and I was almost like. Seeing this is almost a letdown. My imagination of this was funnier. Um, I'm recalling scenes in my head of Bridesmaids right now and laughing in my head. I, I just, I found Bridesmaids to be utterly raunchy and utterly yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, it, I just, it, it I was loved funny. It. it just wasn't, it got hyped up too much. Oh, so me. you did see it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's hyped, it was hyped up too much for me before I saw it. See, I saw it before it was too hyped. See, that's the best thing. When you see something and you're not expecting it, you're like, I've heard this is a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. And you have no idea about it. And you walk into something and it hits you in the face like that. Yeah. That's why I laughed at those three movies the hardest. Yes. Yeah. And I can remember telling people, you got to see this movie. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, what the crap are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you got to be careful with that. It's it's the moment. It's absolutely And it's who you're with, 100%. And everybody has a moment of, of, you know, a moment like that, maybe more. Yes, yes. And people that you've been with during those things. And I could go, I bet you I could go, and I I don't even remember who exactly was with me, you know, 30-something years ago. Nearly getting close to 40 years ago, probably. And, you know, well, no, I'm not that old. 30 years ago, (laughs) I can remember... Seeing that, but I can't remember exactly which of my friends were with me. Yeah. But I bet you if I found them and because, I mean, I hadn't talked to them since I moved away when I was, you know, a teenager from there. So I didn't, I haven't seen them, some of them in 30 years. I I bet you if I found them and I said, all I had to say is rhinestone, they would crack up laughing. Yeah. It's that's that kind of thing. That's the beauty of that. The, 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 the beauty that laughter can bring as far as in memories. Yeah. And yeah, it could do the same thing with anybody that I haven't seen in 20 years. And you can just yep. reconnect over something like that in, in no time spent with, well, how you been doing? Because it's just like old times. When, and, and if you can bring up a memory like that, it's just the yes. best and medicine. You know, whoever made up that stupid saying, laughter is the best medicine, they were right on. Yes. Idioms. Idioms. Sometimes they work. Yeah. Like icing on the cake. Yes. Or frosting on the cake. <laughs> yes. Where it depends on where you're from. Exactly. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Why, hello there. We're glad you're listening to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. We hope you're enjoying it so far. If you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter. Is that reach us on Twitter? Is that how you say it? Anyway, it's at Speak Tangents. You can send us an email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can check out our Facebook page because somebody probably needs to check it out this week. We're not. So do we have any more feedback this week? Oh, yes, we do. And we'll might as well, since we're already talking about Stat Young Man or Young Stat Man, mm-hmm. we might as well start with, with his tweet about, uh, you know, he kind of tweeted a, a synopsis of our last few podcast episodes, kind of like, you know, Lewis Nosey's Nosey in 140. Yeah. What happened to Lewis? I don't know. Where are you, Lewis? Where in the world is Lewis Nosey? 
Um, so at Luke Overby tweeted us, what we've learned, here's what he, what he said, what we've learned from speaking of tangents the past few weeks. Quote, the world is awesome, people are dumb. Okay. The internet is awesome, people on it are dumb. Okay. Life is confusing, people are insane. Agreed. Yep. Yep, that's true. Cannot I dispute mean, any of that. No. That, that we said it or, you know, in some way or some context meant it. Yes, th- we have said all that and it's true. And we all should be kinder to one another. Yeah. Because, look, we're all part of that when, when we say people are dumb. Yeah, we're including ourselves. All people. Yes, us included. Yeah. Yes. Everybody can be dumb about something. So and we're everybody all can dumb. be smart about something. We, we all, we're, and we're all, all dumb. geniuses. And we're all geniuses, and we, we all love each other. We, we should. should. Yeah. That's the way to go. I got real okay, Southern on that one. We should. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I didn't even think so. Oh, I, I didn't that one pick out. up on that. All right. Yeah. So here's some feedback from last week's episode. First, from our resident pedantic jerk. And Ooh. I think he's, he's clarifying the Spider Man quote that you said last week that I think you got wrong. That am is I, correct. Am, okay. Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss. He, he tweeted us five points. One, with great freedom comes great responsibility. Two, no Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Three, freedom's not another word for power. Four, freedom's just another <laughs> word for nothing left to lose. Which is funny. And five. And that a country music That was song. unnecessary. No, that's, uh, that's Janis Joplin. Oh, okay. Isn't that Janis Joplin? I just Joplin? assumed it's and country I don't music. Know. Bobby you're McGee. You're probably right. Yeah, you're right. Bobby I just assume it's Bobby country McGee. music because, you know, freedom's not free or what, what's that stupid? There's a bunch oh. of those country music songs like that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. But the saying is, with great power comes great responsibility. That came from a yes. spider book comic. A what? A spider book, spider man comic. <laughs> Did I say spider book twice? Yes. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> We're all dumb People are and all dumb. Geniuses. People are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that I, I messed up, which is... I did part of this on purpose is that quote is not really from Spider-Man and, and it's, it's from the Spider-Man movie is where I heard it. The first one with uh, Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. When I say the first one, the, the one with Tobey, the first one with Tobey Maguire. Uh, okay. And it's, I think it's his uncle Ben. He like sees him in like heaven or it's like some vision or he's remembering a flashback for him and saying it. And that's when he says with great power comes a great responsibility. And that, that is supposedly, you know, the impetus for him, his uncle dying and getting shot and him not help, being able to help him is the impetus for him becoming a superhero, you know, using his newfound power for helping people. And so I, I purposely misattributed that quote to Spider-Man to be stupid. But I did not mean to mess it up yeah. and say the wrong thing. Well, I think it came from, I thought it was from the actual comic book. It probably is. That's that's probably a thing. I'm not a comic book reading guy. Yeah, I'm not either. That's even a little too nerdy for me, to be honest. You hey, don't, that's, that's your thing. Hey, I play Dungeons and Dragons and video games. It's just You got your dread bra, John. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm always rolling crits. Yeah. The, <laughs> the um 
the thing though that about that, what Brad said, it this led to my favorite Twitter interaction of the week. What? Favorite Twitter interaction of the week. That's, That's our new sponsored that, segment. Awesome. I'm I'm down with that. Um sponsored by Facebook. The <laughs> thing that the thing that cracked me up, and this is me being stupid again, but also I think a little funny, is when I believe somebody else tweeted at one of us and said because it came up like in another like unconnected thread where they this person tweeted where with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, I do. As remember a joke, that. yeah. Um, yeah, I know. And what you're talking so about. I responded and said, "I think you mean freedom." Yes, and only, only five, five people, people are going to get this joke. Yeah, and I said, "I do, I do." Yeah, yeah, because I got it. <laughs> yes, and I don't usually get yes. many jokes, as yes. you know. New. Well, that hope. was so inside and stupid. That I thought, you know, that's the kind of stuff that makes me laugh. Yeah. Now, the who let the dogs out ringtone that you talked about last yes. week. Yes. James yes, Cunningham. That I asked for feedback on. You yes. asked for feedback. James Cunningham at James IV 1978 said, The new I hope think of Cunningham's. The new hope of Cunningham's. I think it's rude to answer the phone while in line and conducting business. No answer for the who let the dogs out, though. Like, he doesn't See? know. He, yeah. I agree, though, too. I think it's rude to talk on the phone uh, when you're in line or even if I'm in a public place. If it's, yes. a, if it's a call I have to take, I'll, I'll step outside if I can or I'll go hide in a corner of the building or something like yes. that. I just don't. Or find a place that is not an open room where you're talking and everybody else can hear you. Yeah, or in the line at in Target. Yes, I agree. But here's the thing. You know what's just as rude? To let the phone ring yeah. Oh, yeah. continuously. You should you should mute certain, the phone. Especially when your ringtone is who let the dogs out. Well, I'm telling you, she was embarrassed. She didn't want to let she thought that if she ignored it, it wouldn't it, it's not happening. That cannot be possible. It, well That she, cannot be. She, she probably thought maybe you'd think it was the teller's phone or something. It's not coming from her purse. No. If I if I ignore it, it's not my purse. Because any reasonable person would mute their phone. So I am not, since I'm not muting my phone, it can't be coming from me. But why would you set that as a ringtone if you were embarrassed about it? You only set things on your phone as a ringtone because you actually like it or because you're trying to be ironic and funny and then you're still not embarrassed about it. So I, I genuinely believe she did not give a crap. Well, that... You might be right. That that could be uh, that's very my, possible. That's what I've come to the conclusion of. That because she just does not care about anybody else and is oblivious because there are honestly more people like that than not that are just oblivious in any kind of situation that just do not seem to care about any other human being around them whatsoever and will just be like, I'm doing my thing and I don't really care. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I could go on and on about, you know driving situations where that is the case oh. every single day where nobody drives yes. for anybody but themselves. So yes. people are dumb, but people are also oblivious. We could just keep, you know, listing. And selfish words. jerks. Yes, exactly. Yes. Now switching gears, we have, you know, it's, it would not be a feedback section without food. Food. Speaking of driving. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire. She tweeted us a screenshot of some tweets from Mike Freeman at Mike Freeman oh, NFL cool. and Jamel Hill mm -hmm. at Jamel Hill. Oh, um, yeah, I saw this. So Mike Freeman tweeted, it looks to me like Mike Freeman tweeted this first and then Jamel Hill quoted his tweet. Mike Freeman mm -hmm. is a reporter for the NFL, I think for Bleacher Report. 
Yes. And he said, candy corn is healthy. And he was, he looks like he was replying to somebody else. Candy corn is healthy. (sighs) And then Jamel Hill quoted him and said, candy corn is for demented clowns and savages. It's the worst. (laughs) I agree with Jamel. And I'm on Mike Freeman's, you know, I'm on his side on this one. But Cool Aunt Claire tweeted, when Jason and KJ go on vacation, Mike and Jamel will be sitting in on Speaking of Tangents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was really funny. That made me laugh. Um, because, yes. For many reasons. You and I have completely different ideas about candy corn. And speaking of, it's October. And you know that Halloween decorations and Halloween things start going up, you know, mid-September. Yes. I, I yes. assume that I'll be consuming some candy corn coming up. You can assuredly know 100% that I will not. Yeah, I, I think I do know that. Mm-mm. So here, and speaking of October, here's yes. another thing that starts in October, is when people start putting stuff in front of Tober. Oh, yeah. And just use it, make, made up words like shocktober. Uh-huh. Yep. Just stupid stuff. Terrible, not even puns, not even good, you know, wordplay, just awful stuff. Just come on. Well, and not same, everything has to have something attached to the end of it. Well, what about you know? It's not just October, isn't there? November, which is also stupid. Yeah. Than, that that that's the name of it. Yeah, I agree. Um, speaking of stupid and candy corn, um, candy corn. You mean people who like candy corn? No. Although, <laughs> speaking of that, though, Robert Colpine at R. Colpine said. I was okay with candy corn until they added the pumpkins. Do you know what he's talking about here? The pumpkins? Mm, there are candy is, corn pumpkin in the shape of pumpkins. What? Yeah, they're in the shape of pumpkins. At least this is what I think he's talking about. And they're, they're orange. The pumpkin is orange, you know, which is, mm-hmm. makes sense. And the top is green. And it's candy corn flavored. What is candy corn flavor? Uh, How would you, because I've always, I would describe it as it's flavored like candy corn, which to me, the shape is not the problem with candy corn. It's what it tastes like. Yeah. And you're going to ask it, me how to, what do I describe it as? Yeah. Because I wouldn't know what to tell you. I don't know. I, I guess I can't describe it. It's just sweet and it makes my teeth hurt, but I still like yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, that, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, no, it's. My problem with candy corn is it's masquerading as actual candy. If it didn't have candy in the name of it and didn't try to, if it wasn't trying so hard, just be who you are, which is just kind of blue, chewy, you know, mess, sticky mess that doesn't really taste as good as most candy. And just, just be happy with that. Quit trying to be candy. It's not candy to me. It's just blue. Well, candy. It's like that hard candy. Just no. Well, the definition of candy somewhere in there has to have the word sweet. And so it is candy if, if you're going by that. It's awful candy. Well, it's for demented clowns and savages. Yes, I agree. Yep. Along with Tootsie Rolls. I like Tootsie Rolls. Don't be. And, well, don't you're be a savage. At, yeah, hi, I'm a, I'm a demented clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. But I don't, I don't mind the pumpkin candy corn. I mean. I'm not going to seek them out, but if they're in a bowl of candy corn display or, you know, a candy bowl, I'm going to eat them. I'll just take a handful. I'll even eat the uh, 
the ones with the brown bottoms, which I think, um, was it Marvin Foster that told us those were called Indian corn? The brown yes. bottom ones? Yes. I don't know what they're called, but I'll eat them too. First off, I'm not eating a brown bottom. And also, <laughs> I just, there's a, there's I, I a one under- right, good job hitting that fastball out of the, out of the park. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, and here, when the ringing endorsement of it is, I guess, I don't really seek it out, but I guess if it's laying in a bowl and I just have to reach my hand out for it and there's nothing else sweet in the house to eat, I guess I'll eat it. Yeah. Your recommendation reputation is taking another hit here. You had, you had redeemed it with curb your enthusiasm and now you're curbing my enthusiasm for your recommendations. And I just pulled a muscle in my back laughing. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I need to clarify all all of this because I do not keep any treats in the house. So that's where my okay. recommendations come that's where it comes from where it's if it's sitting in a bowl. So I'm talking about if I go somewhere and it's there, I'm going to eat it. Because I don't buy anything in the house, so I'm not going to be going out and buying treats because I don't don't do it because of this whole 30 thing. So if it's presented to me somewhere else, it will be one of the bowls that I say yes to. If there is a bowl of gummy bears or Skittles or Mm -hmm. things we've already talked about, I will not eat it. Actual good candies. Yes, actual good candies. The demented clown in me prefers... Terrible candy, apparently. I think my whole entire point is, if you're presented with any other halfway decent candy, you were picking that over candy corn every single time. No, not necessarily. Because I think candy is good. Candy corn is good. I just told you. Candy corn over Skittles, gummy bears. Um. You you would pick candy corn over Skittles and gummy bears. Mm Hmm. I don't like gummy bears. Um, what is the Sour Patch Kids can't stand those? Wow. Now, if there were not Reese's Pieces, I'd pick a candy corn over Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I'm throwing the candy corn on the floor. Okay, so there are things that definitely trump candy corn. Good. Uh, yeah. That's you're coming back to reality. Is now. that all? That's all you, you need to you need to hear. Yeah, speaking of Reese's Pieces, I haven't been able to find them lately anywhere. Actually, it was a weird like, you know what I want? I want some Reese's Pieces. Oh, yeah, When I was Cravings. walking through the yep. store. Yep. And just specific, and I hadn't eaten those things in like a couple of years. I couldn't find them. I went to like two different places and they didn't have them. They have like 1,400 other varieties of Reese's products. They have the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup with the Reese's Pieces inside of it, which are terrible, by the way. Those are, what do we say on this show about combinations food combinations yeah yeah this this would this is another disaster of putting of ruining your own product the thing is i cannot find like just basic reese's pieces at like two different places i went that i know had them that's because that had, they're like, you awful know, we will have to agree to disagree <laughs> or the uh, the flip side is that that everybody likes them so much that they're sold out no they didn't even have like a spot on the shelf to hold them oh that's what i'm saying there's was, was like no display room for them i at a place that had like a whole aisle of can of like Halloween candy out, nothing, no Reese's pieces. So I have a fear they're being phased out in favor of these stupid put them inside the peanut butter cups, which is yeah, I'm basically not ruining that. two things. Yeah, uh-uh. it is ruining two things. Whose idea was that? I don't know, but it wasn't a good one. Uh uh-uh. uh Now going back to 
seasonal, although these are we've we've learned that these aren't seasonal anymore. If you're going to put a peep or candy corn, mm-hmm. I'm picking the peeps every time. Yes. Same thing. If you're going to put anything in candy corn, I'm picking the anything. Cadbury eggs or candy corn. Both seasonal. Oh, no. I hate them both, but if I had to eat one, I'm eating the Cadbury egg, of course. Yeah, me too. Okay, so, and then Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic said, I think we're going to get some candy corn later tonight. So he likes candy corn. After <laughs> he Robert. Lives in Canada too. He does live in Canada. I think that was, I don't, you know, there was a, there was a big thread about this in different, many different ways. Mm-hmm. And the person that started some of this was Jamie Julian at Honeycrisp said, I need this. What say you speaking of tangents? And she gave a screenshot. She included a screenshot of Hershey's white chocolate candy corn bar. Oh, no. Absolutely oh, no. no. Yeah. And you like candy corn and wouldn't eat that. Absolutely not. You don't need to mix them. Mm-mm. And, and uh, Todd Takei at Tooth Takei said, this sounds like vomit. <laughs> I agree. And then Snarky Ginger at Snarky R-E-D-H-D, Redhead. Oh, at- that's right. She was the one who tweeted the power, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, that, that was her. Yeah, okay. That was her, yeah. And she said, actually, I'm hearing it tastes better on the way up. <laughs> you know what? I would agree with that. I could see that. Yeah, and Absolutely. I think there's a little inside joke there from Todd Takei about this sounds like vomit because I think that Jamie Julian has... Um, Emetophobia. Um, yes, of vomit. So yes. there's some deeper layer, layers here. Yeah, emetophobic is fear of vomiting. Yeah, emetophobic, which mm-hmm. I think... You tweeted about quite a while back, and I don't think I knew that word. I think I had to look that yes. one up. Yes. Emetophobes. And then, I mean, this is just an example of where these threads go. Robin Eva at Robin Eva said she can't handle the candy. She's talking about candy corn and candy corn, white mm-hmm. chocolate candy corn bars. Can't handle the candy, but toasted marshmallow pumpkin porter. Mmm. What's that? It's beer. Which I'm not. Oh, in, uh, okay. no, no, no. And Jenny Robbins. I don't at, like flavored beers. I don't like beer, really. Yeah, I'm not a big beer fan either. Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny. Just say no to pumpkin, and I I'll agree with with her for most things. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like pumpkin. I like pumpkin spice items. You and I uh, disagree on that. I like a pumpkin yes, spice latte, for instance. You know what I disagree with most about that? What? That it's marketed the way it is. Yeah. I mean, yep. you had to see that coming. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw it, that coming a mile away. It, they make such a big deal out of it that I'm like, quit over trying to overachieve. Just be who you are. Just show up in you know, October and go away. Yeah. Well, they kind of stay around. Not the lattes, but you can find pumpkin spice things all year now, can't you? Probably, unfortunately. And then... You and Saliza should hang out. Well... He probably likes candy corn, too. We both like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are your thoughts on Starship? <laughs> I don't like them. Well, then, you know, you can't hang out with him. Yeah, right. Because, you know, all people that like Starship, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no. And then on Oreos, you know, because we, we've, we've spoken about Oreos once or twice on this podcast. Yes, we have. 
Al Poole at Al Poole 33 said, with all the talk of Oreos, I wanted to share the phrase I heard for eating them by yourself. The three row shakedown. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't, you have to explain that to me. I'm not coming up with that one. I don't get it. Because when you buy a traditional bag of Oreos, it has three rows of Oreo oh. cookies divided out into, and you're eating them all at once. Yes. Okay. Now I didn't put the three row together. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's right about that. I cannot see this goes back to not having treats in the house. Cause if I have Oreos in the house, they're not lasting the night. Yeah, I agree. And finally, um, on the food stuff, Ed Butt at EDB 1947. Mm-hmm. Observation. Nothing generates passion in this group more than food, especially desserts. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, we have some iTunes reviews. Awesome. And we're, we're running what is a promo deal or a contest. or I don't know, I don't know what you'd call it. But leave us an iTunes review from now until October 20th. And we'll send you some pumpkin spice lot. No, sorry. And we'll enter you into. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we'll enter you into. We actually want people to leave the reviews. Yeah. We'll enter you into a drawing for a free, speaking of tangents, sticker. Yes. And so thank you, everyone, for leaving us iTunes reviews. So this one's called Direct Path, Not a Tangent for Your Ears, Five Stars, by MNL Listener. The interplay between these two friends is genuinely joyful. Both are excellent musicians, which appears on most episodes. You will enjoy all episodes. Thank you, M&L listener, especially the part where you call me a good, an excellent musician. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next one, Tangents is the title. Five stars by ER Nurse M.E.M. Love listening to you. Makes my hour commute to work and sometimes home enjoyable. KJ and Jason are awesome. Awesome. I added that Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, the third one is Oreo. The title is Oreo. Five stars by T-Bone B. This podcast has forever changed my viewpoint on Hydrex, er, Hydrox, er, uh, I mean Oreo cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, Welcome to Nonsense. Five stars by K Wills 3398 if you're looking for nonsense, rants, and some cool people, speaking of tangents, is right in your wheelhouse. Ah, very cool. Uh, yeah, very cool. Thank or you, Or should everybody. I say, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so do we have anything else this week, Jason? Um, actually, one more thing. Since, you know, October 5th is National Get Funky Day. It is? Yes. I thought we'd end the podcast by getting funky. Get funky. Do you have anything else? No, man. I'm going to get funky. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Produced by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Speaking of produce, oh my gourd, y'all, it's fall! Graphics by Jason Fuse.
I love snow peas. And I love you. Bye-bye.